Software tests should be order independent. That means you should be able to run them in any order or run them in isolation and get the same result. However, system state often gets in the way and order dependence can creep into your test suite. One way to fight against this is to randomize the test order. And with PyTest, we recommend the plugin PyTest Randomly to do that for you. The developer that started PyTest Randomly and continues to support it is Adam Johnson, who joins us today to discuss PyTest Randomly and another plugin he also wrote called PyTest Reverse. This episode of Test and Code is brought to you by PyCharm. Save time, use PyCharm. And by HoneyBadger. When bad things happen, it's nice to know that HoneyBadger has your back. And by listeners like you who support the show through Patreon. And by Talk Python Training. Do you want to get better at Python? Now is an excellent time to take an online course. Whether you're just learning Python or need to go deep into things like APIs and async, our friends at Talk Python Training have a top-notch course for you. Visit talkpython.fm slash test to find your next level. That's talkpython.fm slash test. Stick around until the end of the show, also for a chance to win a free course. Welcome to Testing Code. Today on Testing Code, I am thrilled to have Adam Johnson here, and we're going to talk about randomness in testing. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. For people who are unfamiliar with uh, who you are, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, My name is Adam Johnson. My website is adamj.eu. I am a Django core contributor and uh, what I call a solo consultant now, helping out a number of small companies um, with Django projects. Um, I like drinking tea. I'm drinking some now and drummer based music. Uh, Django core contributor. Yes. That's cool. How long have you been involved with Django? Um, I've been using it since 2012. Um, I think I made my first contribution in 2014. And then in 2016, I was... Um, voted into the Django core team, which has now turned into like, um, through a change of governance, pretty much anyone who's contributed to core is called a core contributor. Um, My current position is as a technical board member. So I'm one of the five people who has a yay or nay on major features going into Django. Neat. You also use PyTest. Yes. Testing with Django's test framework is always a little bit unit testy and uh, PyTest just offers so much more. So I love using PyTest on my open source projects and helping clients move over to it. One of the things they did on the show was we did this uh, uh, top PyTest plugins and your PyTest randomly showed up on the list. Why did PyTest randomly come about? And can you tell me about that? Sure. Um, I was working at a company called Yplan. Um, who unfortunately no longer exists. Uh, but at the time we were um, rolling out Factory Boy for our tests, which you might have covered before. This is um, a tool for generating random data in tests. So you might want to say, hey, give me a user, but you don't want to have to specify the user's first name, last name, email address, etc. every time you do that in your tests. Um, and also you want your tests to have to declare that if they depend upon it. So the, the, the solution there is use a factory boy factory, which uh, generates random data. Um, from there, we were looking at controlling it in case 
we had a failure due to the random data, we wanted to be able to reproduce that. So uh, does Factory Boy already, does it have a, a seed feature already in it? Yes, it uses a random generator from the random standard library, um, random module in the standard library. And uh, so you can reseed that um, to make it generate the same data. Um, so what PyTest randomly does is it generates a seed at the start of the run or lets you pass one in, and then it will reseed that random generator and several others, including the default one in the random module, um, to control that. So that's one of its two responsibilities. The other responsibility is test order. Let's face it, your code is going to have errors, even code written by a kick-ass developer such as yourself. And when bad things happen, it's nice to know Honey Badger has your back. Honey Badger makes you a DevOps hero by combining error monitoring, uptime monitoring, and cron monitoring into a single easy-to-use platform, all for way less than you're probably paying now. Honey Badger monitors and sends error alerts in real time with all the context needed to see what's causing the error and where it's hiding in your code so you can quickly fix it and get on with your day. The included uptime and cron monitoring also lets you know when your external services are having issues or your background jobs go AWOL or silently fail. Go to honeybadger.io and discover how Star, Josh, and Ben created a 100% bootstrap monitoring solution. Why is this important? Self-funding means they only answer to you, the developer, and not a venture capital overlord. Testing code listeners get 30% off for six months. Simply mention the Testing Code podcast when signing up and they'll apply the discount to your account. No credit card required. Tell me why test order is important. Okay, so uh, you may have had non-isolated tests where somehow um, a test depends upon mutations to a global state like a database or a Python module from a previous test. And then you do something that causes the rearrangement of those tests or the removal of the, of the dependent on test and the tests start failing and it's really hard to debug. Um, so what PyTest randomly does, whilst it's resetting the random seed, it also shuffles the order of your tests, every test run based upon that seed. So uh, no two test runs will have the same ordering and hopefully you'll expose any dependency bugs very early on in the process. Yeah, when I was looking at the documentation of this, it randomly shuffles the order of the test, but the, the, the next statement is, this is done first at a, at a level of modules, then at a level of classes, if you have them, and then, a, uh, then at the order of functions. What does that mean, and why is that important? This is mostly to keep tests grouped so that they can reuse uh, fixtures. Okay. So... Um, Tests inside the same module or inside the same class tend to use the same uh, setup. They might use setup class and unit tests, for example. So by keeping them together, you can uh, reuse that. If you shuffle them completely randomly and separate them, then they can often run way slower because that same module or class level setup needs to be repeated at multiple points during the test suite and torn down. Okay. Um, if I've got a, like I'm setting up a connection to a database and then running a hundred tests or something within a parameterization within a module, we still want to try to get that fixture to only run no more times than it did before. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. There's probably some benefit in like completely random order, but you get most of the benefit with what you've done. The connection with other libraries is pretty neat. So the random order is the thing that I really knew about, but this, um, this, uh, being able to seed 
things like uh looks like you've got factory boy and faker and uh numpy yeah that's the list. okay it also says it works with uh pytest xdist so it, will it re randomly order distributed tests as well then yes it does the randomization is done uh exactly the same in each process before they then pick which test to run because xdist um like all the workers collect the same set of tests and then they have to and then they pick their slice of which test to run okay um so i think the way i had to work around it with xdist is make them all do exactly the same random shuffle on each worker so they end up with the same random thing and then say worker zero selects the first slice and then worker one selects the second slice okay PyCharm is the Python IDE for professional developers. PyCharm's huge collection of tools out of the box includes an integrated debugger and test runner, Python profiler, a built-in terminal, integration with version control and built-in database tools, remote development capabilities with remote interpreters, an integrated SSH terminal, and integration with Docker and Vagrant. In addition to Python, PyCharm provides first-class support for various Python web development frameworks, specific template languages, JavaScript, CoffeeScript, TypeScript, HTML, CSS, AngularJS, Node.js, and more. PyCharm integrates with IPython Notebook and has inter- interactive Python console and supports Anaconda, as well as multiple scientific packages, including Matplotlib and NumPy. Try out all of these time-saving features of PyCharm Pro for four months with the link testingcode.com PyCharm. Make sure your editor is working with you to save you time. Use PyCharm. If I just put a pip install PyTest randomly, it just starts working. It starts reordering my tests. Yeah. Is it already doing the random seed of uh, like Factory Boy and Faker and stuff like that if necessary? Yeah, it, it detects them automatically. Um, also, in the output of each test run, it will have the, the random seed that was used to generate it. So you can rerun that exact same test run if you need to. Cool. So check that out. That seems, seems like incredibly useful. I am using it on all my open source projects, and I, I think it has helped find a few isolation errors there. I think this is probably a good one to just um, put this in your tests all the time. I can't see think of a reason to not. This uh, this is interesting. You said it's also available for Nose. Oh yes, yes, it it started on Nose. Um, yeah, it must it must have been five years ago or so at this point. Um, it started as a Nose plugin. Then, then at Wipan, we ported her PyTest, so I ported the plugin. The Nose one's no longer maintained, just like Nose itself. So, And then um, in the documentation of, uh, of PyTest randomly, we also see a reference to uh, PyTest reverse. Right, yes. What is that? So there's actually quite a lot of theory around finding non-isolated tests. Um, and one PyTest randomly user actually pointed me to a paper had studied non-isolated tests in Apache open source projects. Um, and they'd tested various strategies for finding them. And uh, randomization was one of the strategies they tested. But a much simpler one was simply running the test suite in reverse. So if you run tests ABCD, then it just runs DCBA. Um, and that caught most of the isolation failures. Like it's normal for isolation problems to be from one test to another, not a three-way isolation where you need tests A and B to modify the state before C runs. 
Um, so PyTest reverse, um, well, it came out of that. Plus, I noted that this reverse flag already existed for Django's test runner, but wasn't available for PyTest. We've been overcoming such isolation problems with Django for a while um, by using the reverse flag on CI, but it wasn't possible with PyTest. Okay. It seems like it's uh, algorithmically easier, but is it really that much faster than uh, randomly? Um, it's probably not noticeably faster for most projects, but if you had any problems with random order, then reverse order is a, a cheaper, less likely to fail way of finding those isolation problems. It's actually pretty cool. I'll check out both of these. So thank you for putting these in place. This is, this is a great addition to the ecosystem. And I'm uh, in interested in reading this, empirically revisiting the test independence assumption. It's the paper that's linked to from your uh, reverse plugin page. Bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? So if people don't know, why is it bad to have dependent tests? So if your tests depend on order, that means that um, the one running later that depends on something, um, it doesn't state everything that it needs to run. So you might be trying to debug it and you don't realize that there are two users in the database, even though the test says it only creates one because a previous test has left a user around, for example. Um, and then you might also delete the test it depends upon and you have a failure in a test that you didn't touch and you can't figure out why. I run my suite and there's uh, then what do I do if there's some failures? Um, so there's a, a couple things I often do. I'll often run it with a, a dash X uh to 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 find the failure the first failure and stop on it and uh and then i'll probably run it with uh, a dash x and a dash lf and then whatever other debugging flags i want to just isolate and zoom in on that failing test and and maybe um show the locals or uh or something else or run it in the debugger or something mm -hmm. i mean it just drives you nuts when uh, you can run the suite, and there's it'll show some failures. And then if you run the last fails, uh, the LF, and everything passes, it's just really infuriating. Yes, definitely. Uh, you're giving me flashbacks. If if I randomize it and things are not isolated, I'm getting different results with different randomization. Then what? How do you debug that? Yeah, that's a bit of a tricky one. Um, I think with like with many things in software engineering, it's way cheaper to add um, some some kind of isolation guard, whether it's randomization, reversing, or whatever, early on, because they're just as hard to debug as the situation you described, where you just you have no idea where to start. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully you can like drill down and select a subset of the tests that cause it to fail. Um, that's at least the intention of being able to pass in the seed again. And I have got one open issue, I think, on randomly on a better way to randomly sort the tests that you could say if you had like five modules of tests and you found a random seed that causes a failure, you could drill down one module at a time um, or pairs of modules with that same seed to see if the dependency is from, say, module A or module B. And you could drill down to classes and then individual tests. Oh, interesting. Um, currently, the shuffling is is completely random based upon the set of tests given, but this use, would use a more of a hash-based algorithm so that if you put in a subset of the tests plus the same seed, they come out at the same order. 
Yeah, I think starting and I think starting early in a project is definitely uh, a good thing because um, what I've noticed, for instance, PyTest has a a predictable order. Then a module they run in like top down order as defined. Yeah, and because of that, a new person to writing tests sometimes will notice this and depend on it and start writing tests in order that they they know that they're going to 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 run in mm-hmm. and. You don't want that. So, um, you know, you could even just help help out new people to testing by throwing this in your uh, in your system early on. I think that's a good idea. Yes, exactly. So. Uh, I think that's a, a classic example of Hiram's law, which they're always talking on about Google. Like any anything that your API happens to expose, like leak as a detail, like. PyTests running tests from top to bottom, people will depend upon. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. Anyway, uh, very cool plugin, and thanks for introducing us. And uh, actually, we have plans to have you on another episode, so uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Adam. Cool plugins and great information. Thank you, PyCharm, for sponsoring the show. Try PyCharm yourself at testingcode.com slash PyCharm. Save time, use PyCharm. Thank you, Honey Badger, for sponsoring. Check them out at honeybadger.io. Mention test and code and get 30% off. When bad things happen, it's nice to know Honey Badger has your back. Thank you, TalkPython Training, for sponsoring. Check them out at talkpython.fm test to level up your skills. Online video courses for Python developers. Enter to win a free course by joining the show mailing list at testandcode.com subscribe. Thank you, Patreon supporters, for continuing to support the show. Join them by going to testandcode.com slash support. All of those links, as well as links to the projects mentioned in the show, are in the show notes at testandcode.com slash 128. That's all for now. Now go out and randomly test something. <laughs>